He's pulled the shirt on, scored the goals. Andy Campbell on the red. This is the red. Oh, matey, we're here again. Christmas is out the way. New Year is gone. What do you reckon? Did you have a good time? Um, it was nice, nice and quiet. Um, I'm glad it's gone because uh, sometimes just uh, just all that hype for one or two days just uh, just gets in the way. Yeah, as an adult, <laughs> as a kid, brilliant, but as an adult, no, not so good. Uh, you, you no young kids anymore? Yeah, I've still got young kids. Yeah, oh, but it's, okay. it's, it's more tiring. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's tiring. Yeah. Good on you. Tiring. Good on. Excellent. Well, it is Andy Campbell uh, live on the Red Across Teesside on DAB Radio. Smart speakers, online apps, all that sort of gubbins. Uh, if you want to get your comments through, you can 0330 043 2002. Uh, we're live on Facebook. Uh, we are uh, live on YouTube. Yep. We're live on the radio. Yep. Uh, so you can stick your comments in. Comments on Facebook Live, uh, on YouTube. You can, easily, you can also WhatsApp Andy uh, on the radio station studio number. The WhatsApp number is 0330-043-2002. That's 0330-043-2002. Um, I don't know where to start. I'll tell you what. Why don't we start with Keith Lamb? Uh, yeah. The news broke a few hours ago yeah. about uh, the passing of Borough's former chief exec. I thought, you know, obviously the Reds um, wants to offer commiserations um, deeper sympathy to Keith's family and friends um, just your thoughts Andy and I'm sure you had uh, you had dealings with him when you when you were at the borough and how did you find the man yeah listen really sad it's um, it's it's like um, like the end of an era sort of thing because uh, Keith had a he played a huge role in in in, in bringing some amazing times to the football club um, he had a he had a big influence on on me as a as a young person I played with his son um, Chris uh, growing up as a as a schoolboy so I've known the family quite a long time so yeah it's really sad um, and f- when you hear that that those kind of news you know what I mean it, it, it's just it, it brings it back a little bit about the, the all the good times and then obviously then you start to to have emotions as an adult because you realise that the time does evolve unfortunately you know what I mean it's, yeah it's just it's really sad and, I, and and hopefully the fans can um, can bring to light is um, the legacy that I left um, on Saturday maybe at the Villa game so it'd be nice it'd be nice to celebrate with the, with the big crowd and, and the fan singers and it'd be nice yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's a guy who I, I cross paths with, or cross swords with uh, a few times when I was at Sky. Yeah. Um, but I always found him, though though you could disagree, I always found yeah. him to be pretty firm. Yeah. And fair. Very firm. Yeah. Um, and if he disagreed, he'd tell you he disagreed. Yeah. If uh, he didn't know the answer, he'd say, "I'll come back to you." Yeah. And uh, undoubtedly, he would do the work that was needed to find the answer. Um, so you know whether when you know whether in business you you can disagree you can fall out he was he, he was always professional in his dealings so um, but a man who you know not just acted as as chief exec for the borough I mean it was the particular time of growth yeah. and and I suppose the way borough was saved he came in and and spent you know about twenty five years at the helm yeah. steering the borough through from those those early days of. Uh, playing at Hartlepool in the first game of the season after the uh, the gates of Essen Park were locked, and then seeing Borough move back into Essen Park to the Riverside, through the Robson era, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, listen, he's, I think he's left a huge legacy um, for, for for the great work that he's done. I think um, he's been through the the good, bad, and the ugly. You know what I mean? Seen some amazing times. He obviously seen the worst of the worst, and and listen, the pressure must have been astronomical at times for him. It must have been unbelievable. You know what I mean? That they're probably seeing the club not progressing the way that he wanted to the way that Steve wanted to the way that all of all of his fans have always wanted to the players etc and 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 seeing players come and go and um seeing some amazing managers come into the into the football club because of because of the work that he's done as well you know what I mean he must be also he should be very proud of of the things that he's done for this football club yeah uh comments coming in already as well from the fans so Damon's been on good evening lads rest in peace Keith Lamb um, thanks for that comment, mate. Uh, Keith Lamb was vital in bringing Janino here. Just a true gent. It's uh, it's so sad. Uh, Ian, rest in peace. Keith Lamb, Borough legend, heartbreaking. Uh, never forgotten from a Darlington fan. So even our, our regular Darlow fans uh, as well. Yeah, lovely. Re- remembering Keith. Um, so, yeah, uh, as we've already mentioned and we've also posted on social media, you know, our, our sympathies, deeper sympathies go to, the, uh, to Keith's family yeah. uh, and friends. Uh, let's get on to football. Um, we did miss a We did miss a show last week, mate. We did, yeah. Um, Christmas, New Year, all that gubbins going on. You yeah. know, uh, I know you were keen. He was uh, uh, a bit of truth. He was super keen. He really was super keen. Always. Yeah, always. Um, 
but looking back, uh, a couple of games to look back on before we start looking ahead to yeah. these little tiny games that we've yeah, got coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Huddersfield, uh, the away trip to Huddersfield, uh, and also Borough at home to Coventry. Let's start with the good news. Uh, cracking three points to come back. Huddersfield. Yeah, listen, we um, I think we made harder work of it than the than the result suggests. Some of the chances that we missed, one in particular from uh, from Isaiah Jones, you missed an absolute sitter. You know, what I mean, I think these kind of games we can make a little bit more easier work of these things if we had that probably that 25 goal striker who which which listen every fan wants that those kind of players in uh, in those kind of areas but we also um understand that other players have to be have to come to the table and they have to they have to finish the chances which are created by other people and um and we left it late we missed a penalty we missed a couple of easy chances we scored late in the in the day to win the game but listen they've they've improved as well so you've got to give um Darren Moore, um, obviously left Chef Wednesday. He's gone, gone to Huddersfield and he's, mm. he's he's changed them a little bit. He's given them a little bit more positivity, positivity and chance to, to stay in the division. So um, they made us work harder for the points, and I think um, than I probably thought it was going to be. And probably the results suggest because we we probably should have put them to bed a little bit earlier than what we did. But still a useful, still a useful oh, listen, exercise. Three points go, are always useful. You go away from home and to any club in this division that you've got to grind and results out sometimes and uh, and if you can get a point on the road or definitely if you can guarantee the three then you're looking at a real positive um, opportunity then to go and pick the three points at home the following week or the following couple of days later on which unfortunately didn't happen uh, but there's probably the issue of the season that we don't have back-to-back results and back up the good work that we do in the previous game and we let ourselves down a little bit the following game and uh, if we can just listen, we spoke about the importance of points here and there you know what I mean and you, you're leading a game against Coventry for example I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit from game to game but we've, you're ahead in the game um, they draw back at half time and, and instead of probably tweaking it to go for it and go a little bit more expansive than we want to sometimes just sit and accept that you've just got three points a couple of days ago that a point would have been good four points turnaround out of two games would have been an amazing turnaround instead you we're throwing games away we're throwing points away more and more importantly you know what I mean and we have had a lot of um, I wouldn't say injuries I'm not going to blame injuries we've had a lot of the same personnel for a lot of minutes during a short space of time and for me especially against Coventry the players looked absolutely dead on the feet you know what I mean that was probably something that we brought Josh back in um, yes he's probably overcome an injury um, but didn't look probably as fit as what he has done previously in, in, in previous early in, in the season and and I think that's the issue that we're, we're relying on players to get through so many games of high intensity, so many minutes of high intensive work. And I think it's catching up on a few. And um, they won't have had a lot of time off over Christmas. They'll probably work Christmas Day. They'll have they'll played New Year's Day. It, 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 listen, it's, a, it's a hard slog. Um, and when you're playing against sides who want to beat you, need to beat you, in and around you. We spoke about the importance of the teams in and around you. Coventry were in and around us. Bristol City in and around us. Hull City in and around us. Plymouth have been in around us all these teams leads in around us all these teams who've beaten us the six pointers and the teams that we probably needed to take points off if or, or not lose to them and um, well, unfortunately they've um, yeah it's, it's it's just made things a little bit more tricky in terms of the table where it looks the point doesn't look a difference yeah. because it's six points it never seems to change but yeah. the gap looks looks massive in terms of where we are yeah, uh, you mentioned there you can't blame you, you, you won't blame the injuries but really it is the injuries that's leading to the same faces yeah. having to play a full 90 minutes week yeah. in week out game in game out um, so that, that that's probably what's taking the toll on the legs but there is good news on the horizon because yeah. we are hearing Hayden Hackney um, Matty Crooks and Emmanuel Latte Lass are all back in training this week. Yeah, not far away, apparently. Um, not far Is away. Yeah, we've 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 already seen the, the likes of. I was going to say Riley McGree come back, but it was fleeting because he's now gone away on international duty. But but yeah. does that does that breed a bit of confidence in the training ground because you are seeing now more and more faces coming back? Yeah, definitely, and I think it's real good timing because obviously the windows opened as well, and and obviously there's a, a few rumours about players coming in. There's obviously rumours about players going out and what we can't afford to do, we can't leave ourselves too short. We've got players going away and at national duty, we've got players who are still not fit. You know what I mean? If they, can't, if they come back, we can't afford just to, to think that they're just back fully fit. You know what I mean? These players aren't going to be able to just to play every single minute of every single game from now to the rest of the season. They need to be nurtured back in. They need to probably come in for a short while, maybe drop out for a game to come back even stronger. You know, and We need to look after players and, and, and the games that are coming up are going to be so... Intense. The, the high intensity against Premier League sides, for example, are going to be 
uh, it's going to be ridiculous for the players. So you know what I mean. They need to make sure that we that they're not rushed back. They need to make sure that they're, that they're looked after uh, because these games, the, the league games are tough. The, the, the FA Cup games and the League Cup games are going to be even tougher. Yeah, and we will come on to the cup matches shortly because we've got plenty to sink our teeth into. But what about the current from uh, the current run of form at the moment? Because if you only go a handful of games back, you do include that Rotherham defeat as well. I mean, yes the most bizarre goal ever to be scored yeah. it was a cross I, I yeah. mean, uh, the, absolutely no way did he mean that uh, so it was a splashed cross that that went in uh, yeah. over the top of Tom Glover and, and into the back of the back of the net um, Borough had their chances but didn't put them away so you know, you've got a bottom of the table team there that you lose to you bounce back you beat Huddersfield but then you lose at home to Coventry. I mean, it is that inconsistency that's costing us at yeah. the moment, isn't it? Yeah, and I think I think you look at you look at the sides who are in the in the players, and I'll, and I'll use Sunderland as a, as, a, as a prime example. They had a couple of games before Christmas where they won two or three games back to back against teams in and around them. The huge results at the right space of time, and that's what we've missed and we haven't done. You've got to win games back to back. You need them with six points behind. I'll give or take a point or two where we want to be and if we can get back-to-back wins then those six points can get clawed back very quickly and sometimes when you lose a game you can afford to lose a game but you're losing the games at such the wrong time you know we talk about that magic number about how many how many games you you could afford to lose we've surpassed that number in my opinion <laughs> weeks and weeks ago so it just shows how inconsistent the whole league is you know that um Cardiff have dropped points Sunderland have dropped points West Brom have dropped points Hull have dropped points we've dropped points Blackburn dropped points you know it's just it's the most bizarre playoffs I've ever seen you know what I mean you take the top four out of it for me you were, you almost, were set in stone almost top five set, now yeah, West Brom set, seem to be yeah they're, they're, they're winning up. games they're winning consistently they're, they're not letting goals in they're, they're, they're scoring more they're, they've got a very good group of players they've got a good manager and that's leaving leaving a, a, a lesser number in terms of places available and um, I was lucky enough to see Leicester at Cardiff over Christmas and for me I watched the champions 100% watched the champions you know what I mean they, they, they were so dominant in terms of what they brought to the table I watched um, Ipswich over Christmas on TV um, same as Southampton and I just think that there's so many good sides and uh, just so just, just so little places available up for grabs and that's my only concern that it's not about losing games it's just the limited places available to get, no, get where we want to be we're battling for one spot now I think yeah. everybody outside of the top five are, are scrapping for that sixth yeah. place yeah I know mathematically West Brom can be caught in fifth and yeah. And you could look higher and look at Leeds and say mathematically they could be caught. But yeah. I, I think the top four uh, are nailed on for yeah, phenomenal. automatic they're, they're, or They've been consistent so far, unless they blow up. And then West Brom, West Brom seem to be making fifth its own. They're so on, yeah. you've, you've probably got six, seven uh, clubs that are battling just for one spot. Yeah. Yeah, Have you known a season like it? No, never ever. I, I've never seen a season like it where, where you can afford to lose two games out of three and still be in and around the areas where you want to be you know what I mean and not be and not think that it's season over because two year, two or three seasons ago this would have been season over already already now because the the, the, the gap would have been bigger than six and seven and eight uh, it probably would have been ten and twelve and, and it's hard to claw back those, those you know you can't afford to lose another game and we talk about we can't afford to lose many games but then we go and lose two out of three and it's it's madness it's, it's brilliant because it keeps the season alive and um, I know we are going to go into uh, the cup games and I'd love to listen to to people's opinion on the cup games but for me in my personal opinion league is my bread and butter the league is where I want Middlesbrough to be I want Middlesbrough to be in the playoffs I want Middlesbrough to get out of this division we've been in this division far too long we need to get the Premier League I look at last season was our best opportunity well let's sneak into sixth and let's do one better because we need to get out of this league for me the Villa game is a is a game that I don't want, don't need. It's irrelevant for me. And, and even the semi-final, listen, I'm talking about a semi-final of a major cup competition. <laughs> but for me, the Millwall game and, uh, and, and and further games after that are bigger games in terms of where we need to be as a football club. Listen, it's a brilliant game, great occasion. But if somebody offered me a playoff spot now and lose all three of those games quite handsomely, I'd snap your hands off straight away. Yeah. Do you believe in fate? Um, in football, I think I probably do. Uh, the reason why I'm asking is I'm I'm just thinking you know what we've just discussed in the last couple of minutes. Borough's already lost more games yeah. than you would expect them to, yeah. uh, and still be within a shout. And we yeah. are. Yeah. We've had a we we almost had a whole bench of youngsters yeah. against Coventry. That's how threadbare we are. The age of that the age of that bench Deb, was just Alex Bangaru was outrageous. The, Alex Bangaru was the most if you take, if you take the goalkeeper out of it, player, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, and then you, you have three of your players taken away for international duty just as you start this I mean everything seems to be against yeah. Borough being anywhere near a playoff spot yeah. yet 
we are still in touch. And mm. that's why I'm thinking, you know, normally you'd expect us to be 10, 11 points adrift, too big a gap to catch up. Yeah, 100%. But we're not. No, and, and what the thing I, I like the most is, normally this time this time of the season, after defeats, or after a couple of defeats, every other football club... Um, Questioning managers, questioning club, questioning chairmen, questioning CEOs, questioning players, writing seasons off. We haven't. Why haven't we? Because we're still there. We're still there. The manager's not getting flustered. Is is um, is interviews after games? Is previews before games? It just doesn't seem to fluster him in terms of getting a knockback. You know what I mean? Because he knows there's still enough games, there's still enough points on the board to to get where we want, want to be. And I I believe in in his process. I believe in what he's trying to what he's trying to achieve. And listen, if 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 we, if we don't get the the points tally that that we need in order to get where we want to be, then then listen, there'll be an investigation in terms of where did it go wrong mm. in terms of personnel or, or or player recruitment or himself or whoever in order to move forward. But right now we're we're still in a really really good position. But for me, there's 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 got to be a there's got to be a priority. You know what I mean? Because the priority over the next five games for me is it's got to be the league because if we do lose two or three more games out of these next five in the in two cup games thrown in between yeah i think it, it might just be a couple of defeats too far well let's we'll get into the cup very shortly let's get into some messages because people are sending them in uh, very good evening uh, everyone watching uh, hope you're well having a great day happy new year to all of you have a great to 2024 that's from ian uh, happy new year everyone from Stu golly he's uh, watching in bc happy new year british columbia in happy canada yeah good to have you with us Stu. uh ian's come back the dollar fan steve watson's black and white army come on dollar yeah what got the job uh, yes, Steve Watson got the job. Yeah, Steve got the job, yeah. which is uh, which was uh, for me. It was a, it was a good decision. I, I knew Steve had gone for the job originally, and I was quite surprised that he hadn't got it the first time round. But listen, clubs sometimes make decisions for the right reasons or the wrong reasons or the reasons that they believe. And we've got the right they've got the right man in charge now. Hopefully, it's not too late in terms of saving their season because they've got a lot of work to do in order to stay up. Uh, Martin, with a Y, has been in touch. He's asking the question, would Worrell be any good from Forrest? I've heard there's a couple of Forrest players. Have we got some, some link with Forrest? Because we've, we've seen to have done a lot of business with them like over the Villa. last... Uh, yeah. We seem to have uh, do a lot of business with certain clubs, and uh, which is not I'm, not... I'm not complaining about Forrest. Have a have a big squad. Um, Worrell's done a great job in terms of um, championship. He knows the championship. He's got promoted out of the championship. He knows what it takes to get in the playoffs. So any good player um, available to um, to have at our football club listen there's been a lot of players who've been touted around and um, some rumours are stronger than others but listen any player what comes from Nottingham Forest who's had the upbringing and had, had, had Cooper as a manager and got promoted the way they got promoted mm. listen that's we need that kind of miracle the way that Forest went up we need that kind of um, story implemented our football club because we could be the Nottingham Forest this season. Who knows? You know, listen, it, it, that would be our dream. And late run. Yeah, late run, getting yeah, the players back. Get the players back. Get the players a few back faces, as as we'll talk yeah. about coming in. Probably one of one of a couple that may be coming in. That would be the dream. We gel in February and then that's it. Steamroller through. There's always a team, Dave, who, who always nicks in and always does well. You know what I mean? Everyone who finishes third in the playoffs, um, or first in the playoffs, sorry, you know what I mean? Finishes third in the league table. Doesn't normally go up because you know what I mean they've been there for too long it's it's like that chicken and egg situation do you do you like we did last year do we do you risk players do you push them on or do you save them for the playoffs and continuity it's, it's getting that fine balance but it's always the team who, who finishes strongly right towards the end of the season normally obviously does well yeah tell you what as well our, our inconsistency just keeps hammering me every game you know I'll come out of games and go that's it that's the season over yeah. and then I'll wake up the next day and go Ah, we can still climb. You look at the league table. I think. Points. I think every. Yeah. I think every Saturday night. I know Christmas has been different because it's um, it, there's just rolled into one. But every night I went to bed after a defeat, season was finished in my head. Woke up the next morning, checked the league table, and it just didn't look as bad as what it, what it should have done. <laughs> and I thought. I thought. I thought the result hadn't been hadn't been put on, or someone else's results hadn't been put on. But it, the league's never changed. Every time we seem to lose, it just seems to just we don't move. We just stay where we are. That's why I asked you if you believe in fate. We just seem to be where we are. On. There's something, and and I think that the the whole championship is waiting for Middlesbrough to just uh, just to pick the pace up and and stop messing about. 
um, and just start trying, basically, and just, just yeah, it'll just, it'll, it's, it's all going to happen. Just need to be patient, believe in the, believe it's the coming. process. It's coming. Michael we knows believe. what he's doing. We believe. Michael we believe. Knows. We have to wear, we have to wear the badges. We believe. Yeah, just like was knows. that Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street <laughs> or something? Uh, miracle at the Riverside. Damon, uh, can we forget New Year's Day game, please? First half we were outstanding, and then fell to bits in the second half. Uh, do you know somebody called Anthony? My best mate, Andy. He's one of our own. Andy, Nellist. Oh, Anthony, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Anthony, no, yeah. Go. Stu Gawley, if we don't stop shipping goals, uh, top six is not doable. Um, Ian James, uh, Darlington FC, uh, do a boost the budget scheme, running uh, the club going forward, all donations will be welcome. Support Darlow. Good news on Mask, by the way. Uh, Mask have survived. Yeah, it looks like they've dropped yeah, out the league. Good and bad news, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. just read that today, that they've, that they've been saved as a football club and next season they will be hopefully playing out in Northern League 2. So, um, well done to everybody who's who's been involved, but obviously a shame for the players that they won't be able to finish the season in terms of with the football club they'll have to go on. And Graham's moved elsewhere. on as well. He's uh, moved Spenny on to Spenny, hasn't he? Yeah, him and Clarkie, yeah. So, yeah. good for them too. Yeah, absolutely. So, we wish Mask all the well, uh, all the best. Uh, and wherever they wherever they will end up and, and play football. Uh, Damon, Finn as looks decent. Uh, he was at Plymouth, wasn't he? He's uh, been on loan from Villa. Scored a, scored if, a nice... If someone's... If anybody's seen his goal... The yeah, if, anybody, if anybody's seen his goal the, uh, on... Was it New Year's Day? Yeah. Against Watford? Uh, I didn't see that one. It was... Uh, ball came over from a corner um, and he just side-footed his volley into the, into the top corner. It was an unbelievable goal and uh, obviously Villa... Villa have called him back for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Because why would he give up opportunity why would Villa give up an opportunity for him to get regular game time he's not going to the Villa side you know what I mean there's a a big opportunity that um that that a massive club has come in with a, a good offer yeah absolutely and Damon goes on to say I think it'll add to our attacking options uh, but we need uh, more though a right back another striker and a centre back looks like there's a shopping list there from you Damon thanks mate um, it's, not, it's not Christmas Damon though <laughs> Christmas is welcome <laughs> uh, Stu's been back on thanks mate appreciate the comment Dinosaur Dave, uh, as long as we beat uh, Chelsea, I'll be happy. I don't know what's going on there, mate. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, you, you've obviously, Andy, you've put it, you've, you've put him up to something. Um, mind you, we've got lots of lots of comments coming in. I'm reading these as they come in. Uh, Steve, Stephen, uh, with what we have uh, now, who do you think the main spine of our team is, from goalkeeper through to our forward? Main spine, Andy. What is it? Obviously, Senny would be um, the first. Senny Jenks for me. He's got to be. You know what I mean? When he's when he's here, when he's available, when he's fit, he's got to, he's, he's got to be a goalkeeper. Lennon's um, out for the season, so we can't count yeah, him. Yeah, for me, it's got to be Dale. Yeah. Dale's got to be your your, your main your main body. If I'm, if, I'm going, if I'm going spine, the spine of my team. Would you go Clark? Um, no, I'd go Vanderberg, definitely. Yeah, yeah he looked good. He looked good when they moved him into yeah, his he's, natural. He's, position. he's shown enough. He's 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 also got. Um, He's versatile. I think mm-hmm. that's what I like about him. If you wanted to play, if you wanted to play him fullback, if you wanted to play him centre half, if you wanted to play him as a three. I think he's versatile enough yeah. to to give what he can. Um, like moving in midfield, you know what I mean. You can't look any. You can't look past probably Johnny Housen and, and Hayden Hackney now. You know what I mean. Johnny's back. Yeah. Hayden's back and Johnny's stepping up a little bit. That he's he's had a little bit of time out the side. You know what I mean. But needs must he's come back in and he's he's come back in and done well. You know and. Um, even got his goal, you know. He hasn't doesn't score his too many. Goals, uh, yeah, his goals, two of them. Yeah, his goals, but he's the splashed one into the yeah, ground. Into like the, that one. Yeah, yeah. He, he tried to, he tried to ruin it for himself. I didn't his penalty miss, but he's. Uh, let's we will let him off a little bit. He has stepped up though, Johnny. I mean, he's, he does. Yeah, and do you know what these because this, this I don't think experienced players do though. I don't think Barlasser has been at the top of his game consistently throughout. Now, he's had a yeah. great game, but then he's had a couple of average games after yeah. that. But Johnny seems to have hit that level and. Th- Almost rolled the sleeves up as a captain and gone right. I've got to do this. And I think there was, I think there was a question a couple, a couple of weeks back, uh, probably about a month back, about leaders. Who were the leaders now in, in our group? And Johnny wasn't playing at the time, so you I don't think we could pr- probably put him in that bracket that he's a leader because it's hard to lead on the pitch when you when you're not playing and you're not starting. But he's obviously rolled his own sleeves up and and proved a, a huge point to the manager, mm. huge point to the fans, and a huge point probably to himself. More importantly, that he's still good enough regardless of age and, and things yeah. that um, managers gone down a different route and sometimes when you when everyone's fit players don't get an opportunity but he's, he's, he's been put in back for whatever reason because if that's injuries then I don't suppose Johnny Housen will, will care why he's, why he's back in the team but he, he's back in on merit um, and for me I think if Johnny stays in we get the best out of Hayden because we get more protection and looking back at last season 
when we have those kind of players who protect and sit and do that defensive job it's not a pretty job it's not a good job in terms of even unless you really like doing that job um, giving the ball to players who can play you know what I mean the Robbie Mustos back in the day when I played those kind of players what's an engine you know what I mean who can run around and do the things that nobody else can do you know what I mean that it's not a job that it probably stands out to a to a, to a person who doesn't understand football you know what I mean but there's a there's a job that every team needs a Johnny Housen every team needs a Robbie Musto everyone needs those kind of players who win the ball back and players to play forward and play to people who can who can unlock a door for us because Hayden can do that but it needs to be 20 yards up the pitch for yeah. that to happen and um, hopefully that might change our dynamics in terms of where we need to be and if Josh can stay fit and get fitter and get stronger because his goal at the weekend his goal on New Year's Day was 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 a Josh Coburn goal yeah, you know was, what I mean? yeah. fantastic ball but if we don't put those balls in the box he's not going to score those goals you look at we've been starved this season in terms of those kind of balls Giles used to put them in regularly regularly and put them into dangerous areas Archer would do the same Ramsey would do the same Izzy's quality hasn't really been there consistently from the from the right but listen credit where credit's due he's done it and he shows he can do it he just needs to do it all of the time because Josh will score double figures of headers alone if you put the ball, those kind of balls in the box because he it it didn't have to put any kind of power in it. everything was done the cross and he, he used his attributes and, and, and finished fantastically well his attributes I like that I like good that. word yeah it? good, good word did you learn that for Christmas yeah it was a Christmas good lad. yeah good lad came out of a cracker <laughs> um, so that we've got Senny we've got uh, Dale we've got Vanderberg, we've got Housen uh, we've got Hayden Hackney then what do you do ahead of them down the spine for me, I'm a, everyone knows I'm a, I'm a huge Riley McGree fan. Uh, you know what I mean? For me, I'm, he's my 10. He is my 10. He makes things happen. He scores goals. He's, he's electric. He, he excites every time he gets the ball. And, and I, I would prefer him just to be behind. A, right now, if, if, if we're not bringing in a 25-goal centre-forward, which, you know what I mean, I'm, I don't think we're that kind of football club anymore to go and splash that kind of money, Josh Coburn has, has led the line really well. You know what I mean? So for me, that that would that is my spine. And I think it's a really, really good spine. And there's not many... If we can keep all of those players fit, flying for the rest of the season, I've got no qualms at all. We'll be in round six, seven, and eight, going into the last game, if not, if not already in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But having them, Riley's obviously going to miss the next potentially month of the season. He's going to miss some huge games. Josh has just come back from an injury. Um, is he going to be able to finish the season if 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 he has got a, a long term injury in terms of? Well, I heard he had a hernia. I'm not sure if that's if that's true, but that would that would be he's got to play as long as he can in terms of getting it sorted out. Obviously, if he's had an operation, I don't know. Um, obviously, these things sometimes can can get done without people knowing about them. Um, Hayden's obviously come back from injury. Johnny Housen hasn't been playing. Dale's had a solid season in terms of fitness wise. You know what I mean? But notoriously has had a a quite injury ravaged career um, at times. So and and Jiang hasn't hasn't played the last few games so it's, I'm talking about our Spania team the majority if not all of them haven't played all season so you're going to struggle in terms of winning games without your best players and listen every team needs their best players need their Spania team to play well consistently in order to get promoted get in the playoffs win win titles for example but Middlesbrough are no different you know what I mean that, that, that the new players will freshen things up they'll make us better the spine might change in order for those players Will be in our spine if they if they come and hit the ground running and doing really well. But we just need we need consistent fit players and uh, and different options on the bench because we know when we've got Greenwood coming off the bench, for example, we've got Jones coming off the bench as a rested player, having Lath coming off the bench or Josh coming off the bench. We've got options at the minute, and it's no disrespect for the to the young players, you know what I mean. But I think the manager's been absolutely spot on in terms of playing the lads while they're, while they're on the pitch because expecting a young player to come on against a Coventry when you're getting beat at um, Rotherham for example it's it's so hard to come on from that because everyone looks at stats and data from mm. a from a Callan Kavanagh for example who all the, all, the, all the appearances that he's had now for Middlesbrough in the first team he's not scored a goal well he had his minutes together he's probably got about seven or eight minutes altogether. so it, the stats don't lie, you know. It, it, it's impossible to score goals if you're not getting any 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 opportunity, any minutes. Yeah. You know, I'd like a I'd like a couple of young players to be given an opportunity at the weekend against Villa. For me, it's a free one. Let them play. I was going to ask them. that question, and um, we've got to come on to the cup games. But bearing in mind, we're still threadbare as a squad. We're yeah. only just getting a handful of players coming back from from injury, and they've been out for a few games. Um, is that really the game to be throwing them back into? Because you know what Hackney's going to be like. Yeah. You know, he's still got that exuberance of youth. He wants to prove himself against Premier League players. Yeah. He would throw himself into every challenge given given the chance. And yeah. you know, he he could he could pull another fetlock. You just never know. Yeah. So, do you almost write the Villa game off? 
As a player, you've got to be very careful. You know what I mean? You've got the Villa game on the Saturday. Three days later, you've got the biggest game of the season in their in their eyes in terms of as a, as a player. You're playing against the semi-final at home against Chelsea. Two silly yellows, you're banned from the game. You know what I mean? So you, you, you're not, are you going into the game right in terms of wanting to get stuck in, winning your battles? Um, you're already on a yellow. Are you going in wanting to get stuck into a tackle? It, it, it's, I'm, I'm not saying players don't, you know what I mean? It, it's, 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 it's finding that, that fine balance in terms of what the manager wants or needs from the game. For me, it's uh, Middlesbrough Football Club going to win the FA Cup. We're in the third round. We're playing against the Premier League side. We could go and get Liverpool away the next round. We could get Man City the round after. We could go and get Liverpool the round after. It, it's, it's, you never know. So for me, I don't think it's a game that we need. I don't think it's a game that Villa probably need in terms of what, what their journey looks like this season, in terms of where yeah, they I'm are. I'm sure Emery will be, he'll be resting a couple of players yeah. because he's got a Premier League squad yeah. that he can dip into for a game like this. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's, a, it's a free one in terms for them because um, their bigger picture is where they are in the league. And for me, that's got to be our our big picture with probably the, the fallback of the, the fallback on the semi-final. Imagine, imagine saying that as a, as a Middlesbrough fan, but that's what it's got to be. You know, you can't, you can't go into every game just, just, just flogging, flogging, flogging players because, you know what I mean, sooner, sooner it's going to, the, the picture could get worse. You know, it's, we, we aren't just losing players from injury, we're losing players for the, national duty we're losing players through suspension we're losing form you know what I mean we've got to make sure that we're that we're ready um, for the games that we that we want these players ready for and for me we give these young players give give at least one or two of these young players an opportunity to to see if it's sink or swim isn't it you know I remember I got thrown <laughs> in you get thrown in as a young player and um, you know you might find an absolute gem here and then everywhere if it, it might be it might be a, a might be a centre forward. It might be a. It might be a goalkeeper. It might be. It might be a fullback. You know. And I think sometimes you just you just don't know what the manager's plans are. But I'm sure he'll do what's right for Middlesbrough Football Club. He'll do right for the for the group of players because he won't just be looking at the Villa game today. He won't just be looking at the Chelsea game. Yes, he'll want to win them all because we're all. He's a football manager. And he want he want to be the best that he can be. But he'll know what his goal is at the end of the season. Will he? Will he actually want to win them all? I mean, you've got Villa Saturday. You've got Chelsea straight after. You've got a threadbare squad. And you've still got to you've still got to get yourselves back on the coattails of the playoffs. That's an awful lot to ask. That's a huge ask. Listen, he'll want to win them all, but he's, he's a realistic football manager, and he's realistic in terms of where we are positionally wise in the league, where how we're all performing in terms of um, probably what percentage the players are working at in terms of games, minutes, workload, expectations. So you know what I mean? For me, I think he's got to he's got to take all those things into account and. Um, and whatever team he picks at the weekend, they'll they'll give it what they've gotten, and just see where we are. It's 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 a game which, the, obviously, the media think that Middlesbrough got a chance, hence why they put it on the TV and they put it at a time where they want to see something. But listen, it's a good chance for the club to showcase what what we do as a club, um, the ground, etc., the, the fans, everything that we that we've done, all the good work that we've done, and I think it's a it's an opportunity for us to sh- to, to showcase that more than. More than getting the, in the fourth round of the FA Cup, which for me, uh, listen, the FA Cup is a, it's been brilliant for me in my career. Uh, it's given me so many happy memories as a as a fan and as a player, um, even as a manager. Um, so it's uh, it's a, it's something that I always I'd never want to give up on it. But I think it's a game too far for Middlesbrough. I think this week can't I can't disagree, and uh, neither can Damon, who says he agree hundred uh, percent with uh, Cammy. League is our bread and butter. Yeah, it's nice to be in the semi-finals of a cup and play Premier League sides. I won't be saying that too. I won't be saying that Tuesday morning though when I get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Well, we've got some more comments coming in here. Uh, Cami, FA Cup final or make the playoffs and lose? How do we get on the FA Cup final? Well, I'll tell you what, we'll switch <laughs> it. We'll say League Cup final yeah. or playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. Playoffs okay. all day long. Listen, if 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 I knew the outcome of the playoffs and and you're telling me that we lose in the final or lose in the semi final, you've got to be in it to win it. You know what I mean? If somebody it, it, just to, you've got to have that opportunity. You've got to get that game. You know what I mean? We we should have played Luton last year, um, and I don't believe Luton would have even Luton wouldn't they wouldn't have lived with us on a, on that big pitch on that day. I, you know the players that we had at our disposal. You know what I mean? That was our op- real opportunity, but bigger and better opportunities sometimes surface at moments that you don't expect and, and I'm hoping that, uh, that that could be this season because the expectations don't seem to be as, as high as they were last season which gives you less pressure means you can just go at the games just playing a normal game and, and doing what you need to do and 
yeah, I'd take playoffs all day long. To be fair, yeah, I mean it's it's the one that could get you into the Premier League, yeah, after which all, is the longevity. It? The longevity is, and you, it's I worth mean, a lot. It's worth a lot of money in terms of long, the, the longevity of the club. <coughs> Excuse me, a little cough. Um, mind you, it, it has been said if the Borough get the uh, the final and play Liverpool and lose, and Liverpool get an automatic Champions League spot, like it's looking it's like they should, might, yeah. then uh, Borough could end up in uh, could end up in Europe. So yeah. there's almost a runners up prize there. Yeah. Um, just uh, having a look at some of the comments, uh, Stu Golly's been back on as a goal scorer, Andy. Would you back yourself to score in any league or competition? He's thinking of Kavanagh here. Um, listen, you've got to have self-belief in yourself, uh, Stu. You've got to you've got to believe in 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 the process. Um, every time I went into every single game, I, I expected to score, I wanted to score, and every time I did score one, I, I, I then wanted to go and get another one. You know, I didn't just rest up at, at, at the one. Um, I was always I was always devastated and disappointed when I didn't get one, and then when I didn't get one, and it it happened on a on a number of games. If that went six, seven, double figures, it would be. Um, it would be it would it would absolutely ruin my confidence. It would ruin my weeks. It would ruin my weekends. It would ruin my time away from football. It would ruin my family time, etc. So it would be it would be really difficult in terms of uh, mentally as well as physically on the pitch. So it's it's a difficult one. But you've just got to believe in yourself. You know, I think he's had a. Uh, if I was talking about Callum Callum Kavanagh, um, Cal's had a lot of loan moves, which I don't think have done him any good. I think he's gone to Newport and it didn't happen for him. Um, he went to Harrogate, it didn't really happen for him. He scored a, a handful of goals, I believe, in both in total but when he's playing with better players and he's playing with good players in around him especially in the under 21s under 23s he, he's scoring for fun so he obviously knows where the goal is but he needs to be in the positions and he needs to be giving the balls in those kind of areas those kind of positions and sometimes dropping down in league one and league two it doesn't suit everybody you know I was, games were different back in the day when I played mm. and, and the way that I played with with pace and I played in a different era in terms of probably played off a big man um, nowadays the formation is very different you've got to adapt your game and, and things so you know what I mean I think we can but players need to be given a chance if, if he's going to if he's going to be given an opportunity he doesn't score then judge him on his, his minutes per games per goals not games per goals because Coming on for thirty seconds here and there, one minute here and there, it's, it's just—it's no good for anyone. Don't even warm your legs up, mate. Yeah, it's just, uh, you don't want to come on sometimes. Listen, it's nice to come on. You want—you want to come on. You want to break that duck. You want to, but yeah, for me, I used to hate it unless I came on for at least 10, 15 minutes, if not—if not a little bit longer. Yeah. You know. And, uh, and I've noticed Michael, um, he's doing that a little bit, isn't he? He's leaving it late to make subs. Very late. Yeah. yeah, very late, and I don't know. I don't know the, the methodology behind it. I don't know the reasoning behind it. I'd love to know it. I'd love to. I'd love to get my head around it. Why? Because. He's obviously very successful as a, as a manager and the, and, and the coaches how they do it. But I just think as a player, uh, when I came off the bench, especially, and I'll use my, my Cardiff time when Robert Earnshaw played ahead of me, that if I didn't get 15, 20, 25 minutes, then I'd rather not come on uh, because I couldn't really get into the game. I couldn't really change the game unless it was um, unless it was a game where, unless we were winning, uh, because then there'd be a lot more space for me to, to capitalise behind. Mm. But coming on to try and get a goal back or to win a game and to get the get the team out of trouble I, I found I needed more minutes in order to do that which is probably the norm Comments coming in via YouTube um, Mick uh, has been in touch 8,500 tickets still left to sell for the semi-final that's shocking so mm. that's Mick's point um, our very own Rye from the, uh, the 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 footy the North East footy breakfast show uh, our, our Aussie friend our Aussie yeah. Borough fan uh, saying morning lads good morning long time listener first time caller okay mate yeah okay <laughs> Um, just wanted to know if Cam's trip to Cardiff was good because I feel like the wife at home is thinking about Cam cheating on me with some Welsh club um, sending love from Oz uh, yeah it was nice to go home in terms of uh, seeing some nice friendly <laughs> seeing some nice friendly faces uh, me and the girlfriend had a very we had a very 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 nice time uh, it was nice to go to the game did the radio um I, I don't think I'll probably be asked to go again in terms of uh, if they see me as a lucky charm. Uh, but I am going to watch Middlesbrough there. So uh, if it was a, if it was another two 0 result, then I'll take it. So yeah, I'll, I'll go there just to be that lucky charm again, I guess. Uh, a couple of more comments coming in. Uh, Georgie said, so "Just simple post on on Facebook Live." He said, "Borough." Good to have you with us, mate. Yeah, yep, I know you've George, got the right one. Uh, more Ibra. Uh, Hang on. Uh, it's just as I was about to read it, it disappears off the screen. Typical. Um, hello, guys. Uh, let's hope we beat Villa. Glad our club is making some signings. Uh, rest in peace to Keith. Lam uh, rest in peace to Keith Lamb. Um, Andy will have known him. Yeah, we had that chat at the uh, at the start. Uh, Rob's been on. Uh, footballers are known for some strange superstitions. Andy. 
Did you have any, or did you see any real strange ones? Um, I start with see, seeing some. I seen um, I seen players do certain things. Obviously, when Paul Ince was at Middlesbrough, he, he didn't put a shirt on until he walked out the tunnel. Um, every time we played Liverpool, it was it was people touching the. This is Liverpool sign as you walked out walked out of Anfield. This is Anfield. This is Anfield sign. It was it was like on the roof, wasn't it? So people and as you went down to go back up, it was it was in quite a strange place. So you, I don't know. I, I didn't do it out of respect to touch it. You know what I mean? I seen a lot of players from opposition teams and, and home teams it. do it. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought. Don't touch it. Just it was disrespectful. Um, I I tended to to if I had a good game the the week before or the weekend before, I would I would replicate what I did the following week. So there was I think there was once at Cardiff that I'd. Um, uh, that I went to the next door neighbour to pick something up, and she gave me some. She gave me. She, she cut me a, a like a nice curry to have after the game. So I'd I took <laughs> it in, and then because I had a really good game, I, I went to see her on the Friday and asked her to could, cook me something again tomorrow. Good cause, game, mate, yeah. You know what I mean? So like uh, it didn't work though. So I uh, I quickly uh, cut that out. So yeah, it was uh, didn't always work. So I don't I don't always believe in them. You know what I mean? People who put the left boot on before the right boot and and do certain things. But if it whatever works for you, you've got you, you've got to do the same thing again. You know, and I think that's um, it's just part of life, I guess. Never mind just football. Tell you what, mate, it's a really good good job uh, you did play well you know you get the next curry imagine if you played bad and you got a curry the <laughs> night after and she was a big Cardiff fan you know yeah. what she'd be putting it in yeah, just, to, know, exactly. just to get her own back on you exactly um, so that's you can get your comments in we are it is Andy Campbell uh, former Borough striker live uh, on the red right across Teesside DAB radio online uh, smart speakers apps all that kind of gubbins we're live on Facebook live we're live on YouTube we're taking over the world taking over the world if you want to get your comments in uh, we've got a few minutes left you can you can get them in um uh, Stu, uh, thanks, mate. Stu Golly again. Uh, it was the wrong bridge, Andy. He's obviously on about that photograph. Yeah, yeah. It was. The, it was uh, apparently that was. Um, oh, there's uh, no. Sorry, the Newport Bridge in Newport, as in Newport in Wales. Oh, that transporter one. Same transporter one. That, that well, pretends transporter one. Yeah, it's like the fake one, isn't it? It works. It's a fake one. <laughs> that was <laughs> dozen at the moment. <laughs> it's a fake one. Yeah. So it was. Like, it's like being back home because it's, there's so many similarities and so many things which remind me of home. So I think that's why. Uh, that's why I went there. That's why Lenny took me there. That's why Tony Pulis said it's uh, Teesside reminds him very much. He was a Newport boy, wasn't he, Pulis? He was, yeah. yeah like, see, I, I, sometimes I know my stuff. Not all the time, but just sometimes. Um, let's get on to Chelsea. I know it's, it's, it's and as a football, you say, we didn't talk about the game that's immediately ahead. Um, but having two Premier League teams to play in the Cup in, in what are two big games... Sorry, I'm going to subscribe to the fact that the League Cup semi-final first leg is bigger yeah. than an FA Cup third round game against Aston Villa. Uh, what will be going through the players' minds, knowing you know week in week out you're doing Rotherham, you're doing Huddersfield, you know you're playing those sort of games, and then all of a sudden Villa comes along, followed by Chelsea in a semi-final. What what's going through the players' minds at the moment? Um, you try not to look obviously too far too far ahead, but when in that Villa game do you start looking ahead to? Two days later, three days later, because your preparation straight away. When that final whistle goes on Saturday evening um, against Aston Villa, the, the Chelsea game just takes over, which is the biggest game out of the out of the two by a by a country mile. Um, and I think players will already look at that as an opportunity. Listen, we're 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 one game effectively away from Wembley because you one big huge result. Um, it could be one, two, three nil win against Chelsea, and you're, you're nearly at Wembley. Um, whereas the FA Cup game is just—it's just so different. It's just—it's uh, there's so much ahead of us in terms of what could, what couldn't happen. Um, so for me, that the, the game's far bigger, far bigger, far bigger game, and 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 the, and the players will know that. The players will realise that, and and I, and I believe a couple will be saved, rested, um, and nurtured in order to be ready for that game because it's got to be given. Preference. It's got to be given preferential, preferential treatment because it's 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 such a bigger game and it's obviously Middlesbrough Football Club have got such a better record in that cup. So it's, you talk about fate, you know what I mean? That, that Cardiff again. We were just talking is it, Cardiff. Is it, is it written? Is it written in the stars? You know what I mean? Is is this is this something ready that ready and waiting already? You know what I mean? Because normally we played Liverpool in semi-finals, we played Arsenal in semi-finals. You know what I mean? Such biggest six biggest biggest bigger teams, bigger sides. Expectation to get knocked out over two legs, but. They haven't laid a glove on us in terms of, you know what I mean, we were com quite comfortable in all them games um, to go through. We, was, we were never flustered. So, Mind um, you, somebody was telling me the stats. Be a tough one. The, um, the aggregate stats over the past, uh, I don't know how many games it was that we've played. It's uh, something like Villa 8, Borough 0, yeah. and Chelsea 21, Borough 0. Yeah, Let's forget it's, them, eh? It's not going to be easy, you know what I mean? Look at, look at, look at Chelsea's squad, manager, size of the club. 
Um, there's something at Chelsea though which makes me think that it's not all rosy. You know, what I mean, they've got a great side on the pitch in terms of personnel, names. Um, they all look good, but there's something not gelling. So if you if you're playing a, a Chelsea side, this is a season. This is a season to get them. This is a, a, an opportunity to to see what they've got to to lay a glove on them in the first leg. Uh, but we have to lay a glove on them. We've got to get at them. We've got to hurt them. We've got to we've got to really really upset them um, to have an opportunity. We can't afford to to be a little bit tentative and see what happens in the second leg because if we're not careful I looked at Nottingham Forest Man United last year in the, in the first leg that Man United was game over I think it was 4-0 or 4-1 or something and what we kind of ought to do is 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 go a little bit too gung-ho but at the same time not try and win the game because you know what I mean Chelsea will be a lot stronger at home and the expectation will be um, will be that, that, that they'll attack a little bit more probably come, going down to the bridge than they will at, um, they will at the Riverside just another comment coming in for Rob. Um, with the Chelsea saga happening so long ago, do you think that the players will now pick up uh, on that rivalry, or is it just left us uh, old enough to us lot old enough just to remember that? I mean, that rivalry between Borough and Chelsea, yeah. the uh, the couple of cup finals in yeah. in what was it eight months or something ridiculous. That's that that's not going to play any part now. It's I too think far not, gone. Isn't I it? don't think with the players. I think with the supporters, and I think with the media, and I think coming up to the game. I think uh, I think a lot of people make a big thing of it, and I hope they do because I think the players need to know the importance of it, and I'm sure they will do on come Tuesday night because it's a huge game. Dare I suggest the last time we played Chelsea over two legs? There you go, mate. Have a cough. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, the last time we played Chelsea over two legs at the Riverside first as well mm-hmm. was that not that small matter of uh, relegating Chelsea from the old first division and the Borough taking their place in the in the top flight. Yeah. I was there that day. It was frightening on the pitch when all those hoodlums. I can imagine. I, I was a wet behind the ears football reporter for local radio, and I run down with my tape recorder, get halfway across the pitch to start my interviews, and I hear like a herd of elephants turn around, and there's all the Chelsea nutters yeah. running across the pitch. I think the history is um, is is huge. You know, you can go back to the FA Cup game when when Di Matteo scored after I felt like straight away off kickoff on it. It was forty eight seconds that, that or something, early. wasn't it? Um, the time when the beaters in the uh, was it the, the Coca Cola Cup. Um, well, I think Eddie Newton scored the second goal when Rude Hullet was manager um, when Tony Rodrigo scored there's so much history in my lifetime that Chelsea have, have, yeah, have absolutely about that as well, ruined yeah. ruined my love for any London team especially uh, any in blue you know and I think it's there's so much hatred in terms of for the, those reasons and as a, as a young player growing up um, you understand that and, and I think for the Dale Fries for example you know what I mean for the, for the young players who will have that Chelsea memory of the FA Cup and Di Matteo and have the other other memories. I think hopefully they'll be able to have that have that final word in the change room to to put a few memories to bed because sooner or later that memory has got to be turned turned over and turned around and someone's got to leave a legacy and a different legacy. You know what I mean? At the minute Chelsea can't keep on dominating and being being that voodoo club. You know what mm. I mean? Because at the minute it seems like every single club that we play against is a little bit of voodoo, voodoo club. I, I talked <laughs> earlier on before we came on air that Coventry City have. I used to be uh, I used to like Coventry when Keith Housing used to play because I, I knew Keith from the North East and Keith scored the FA Cup winning goal for, for Coventry City and I used to have a, a, a little bit of affiliation but he scored both heads didn't he he scored an own goal and he scored the, he scored the yeah. winning diving header yeah. didn't he against Spurs um, but then what Coventry have done to us this season for two games and then last season for four games I absolutely detest him so you know they're, they're, they're starting <laughs> to become my new Chelsea <laughs> ok we'll finish on this one Villa's next yeah do you throw it away to protect the players where you need to, i.e. don't rush Hackney back, or Latte Lath, maybe even rest, start looking at resting a couple of been playing so regularly? Do you almost throw that game away to protect the Chelsea game? I don't think you can go as, as gung-ho as, as, as what you probably would have done if you didn't have that semi-final on the Tuesday. If you had a full week's rest and you didn't have a midweek game, you didn't have a huge game on the Tuesday, I think you could probably take a risk and play those kind of players for an hour to get them ready for Saturday. But because of the magnitude of the game, which you've got on the Tuesday and the size of the the occasion, for me, you can't even take a risk on those kind of players. You can't. For me, it's it's too big of a risk because you play them and and it doesn't it doesn't have a positive outcome. Then the miss Tuesday because the turnover of the game between Saturday night, which is you're losing a couple of hours as well, um, to then Tuesday players who, who, who take a knock are, are going to struggle so anyone who's come back from any kind of injury might have might have muscle soreness and stiffness or, or any kind of re-recurrence of an injury for me don't take the risk it's not worth it youngsters 
Likes a cab. Yeah, look, give Cav a chance. What uh, a chance against Villa. McCabe be given a chance. Um, AJ Bridge, Cav. You know what I mean? For me, let's have a look. Even even if it's half a game and and and, and the split between between two players, give them an opportunity to play. Um, let them have that experience to platform themselves um, on TV in front of a good crowd against a Premier League player against a Premier League club um, you know what I mean with the backing of the supporters at home you know what I mean you're giving them an opportunity to succeed because listen we're probably expecting to lose because we're playing a Premier League outfit you know if they turn up with, with the Ollie Watkins and, and the players who've, who've, who've put them in the, in the top three and four this season then the top, they, they should beat us even if we had a, a top, our top players out but you know what I mean football's football but for me give the young players an opportunity to platform to be good enough and then see what happens on Tuesday in terms of give them a platform to be in the squad and if we happen to beat Villa then uh, fantastic. hey fantastic <laughs> we're, we we're in the on. fourth round we've yeah, got we another cup run uh, Andy tremendous um, we'll call it a day there uh, thanks for everybody for yeah. your comments thanks everybody thanks for coming in mate and uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for uh, what could be a rather eventful five or six days yeah, listen. I think uh, I think next Thursday will. Uh, I think there'll be a, a, a lot of stress, a lot of hopefully a lot of uh, a lot of happiness. But if it's not, then we we go again for a tough game next Saturday in the league and and look forward to the uh, to the following Chelsea game. But nice, uh, it's going to be a good week. A good week indeed. Cheers, Andy. Thank uh, you. Thanks for all your comments. And um, uh, so oh, I've got to mention something we're doing this weekend because we need some explanation uh, some explanation for Borough fans because across the three radio stations, the Tune on Tyne side, the, the Cat on Weir side and also the Red, of course, here across Teesside, we're going to do a bit of a seven, eight hour special uh, at the weekend. We'll start at 12 o'clock. Uh, rise with us, our Mad Aussie fan. Uh, from Borough fan from uh, from Australia, uh, we're going to be doing a watch along of that other small matter of a northeast it's a derby. It's a friendly pre-season game, isn't it? Pre-season friendly, yeah. Uh, that's happening at, at uh, I was going to say Joker Park, um, the Stade de Lune, where they've turned it into. They just brought the red carpet <laughs> out for Newcastle, haven't they? Um, and then obviously we'll do our stuff in the six medals. So we're going to be live in the six medals with uh, the build-up to the Borough game against Villa. And then Rye will be doing his watch-along against Villa, so the guy's not going to sleep uh, over in Canberra. But uh, that's what we're getting up to. We had to give it a plug. Andy, thank you, mate. Oh, and we'll catch pleasure. you very soon. My pleasure. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Forget the Mackhams. Forget the Mags. Smoggies and Proud. This is...